Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 12 of our podcast that we originally recorded on February 10th of 2014. We start off the show with a new segment called Uncle Greg's Picture Minute, jump into some new stories where we discuss Bioshock Infinite, Burial at Sea episode 2's release date, Amazon acquires developer Double Helix, World of Warcraft subs are on the rise, Watch Dogs release date is kind of set, PS Vita Slim is officially coming to the U.S., we talk about the games we're playing now, including Skyrim, The Walking Dead Risk board game, tons of stuff on the Vita, Jazz Punk on the PC, and we also talk about the games we want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I Am Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi. With me, as always, is my co-host, Greg Martin. Sir Greg, how are you doing this evening? Joe, it's ouch. Um... I pulled my hand down. I pulled my microphone or my headphone cable out. We're off to a good start tonight, Joe. Yes, we. It's Monday. Hey, that's, that's and this is pretty much the way my whole Monday's been. <laughs> yanking mic or yanking headphone <laughs> cables out. Exactly. Oh, I'm do- I, I'm doing okay. It's like you said. It's Monday. Um, you can't really expect any more than that. It's it's actually been kind of a low key Monday. Uh, Mother Nature kind of ass raped my weekend all to hell, but. Um, other than that, eh, it's Monday. Yeah, I'm, I am really tired of cleaning snow. I mean, normally yeah. during the summer you're cutting grass, you know, maybe once a week, once every two weeks. This doing snow every other day is getting a little old. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's not so much the, it, it's it's not so much the cleaning snow I mind, I, or I don't mind, is it's the um, the fact that my town doesn't really feel the need to plow anywhere. So literally trying to get off my street is is akin to, to committing suicide in most cases. Yeah, I had to clean a big area out around our mailbox because they never clean the side street that our mailbox is on. So I don't think we got mail for several days last week. <laughs> and it's not like the post office tells you when they're not delivering. You know, you yeah, just you could just you could kind of just tell there were no tracks in front of the mailbox and there was nothing. I mean, so I was made a pathway to the mailbox and then cleared out a huge area for him to be able to pull up to it. So, well, aren't you considerate, Joe? Yeah, that was that just sucked. <laughs> that just seemed like a waste of time yesterday doing that, but yeah, and it's pretty bad when you know rogue civilians are doing a far better job at keeping things clear than what Odon does. Yes, that's that's just absolutely pathetic. And I was listening to NPR on the way to work today, and somebody actually called in and was saying how they were complimenting ODOT for their response to the snow. Are you fucking kidding me? It's horrible. It's horrible. Well, ODOT's going to clear most of the highways and stuff, so your street might be done by the county or by the city, which is completely different. Well, so I'm still holding them responsible. There, hey, hey, you can do that. That's That's just what I do. <laughs> I hate on everybody, hold people responsible for things they aren't responsible for just so I can bitch. That's what I was doing all day at work today. <laughs> <laughs> We're crybabies. It's Monday. After afternoon, the girl sitting next to me was like, well, you just shut up already. And I was like, no, I am not shutting up. I just continued. I'm just pissed. All right, where can we be found? What I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, What I'm Playing Now. And our first new segment, 
Uncle Greg's pick. What the fuck do you got for us today, buddy? Tell me there's no picture. Or tell me he's blocked up on me and not going to be able to respond. And that's what it looks like. Google Plus is playing a cruel, cruel joke on us this evening. Uncle Greg's picture hour is now over with. All right, we're going to get on to some news stories until Greg hooks back up, back up with us, and we will jump back to his picture show. Um, some of the first shows Greg put in here, so this is going to be interesting because he's the big Bioshock Infinite fan. Um, he was pretty excited to hear that Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea Episode 2 um, was finally given a release date. Uh, this will be This DLC will be available on March 25th, and it's going to be able to be downloaded on the PS3, Xbox 360, and PC on that date. So that's pretty cool that they're actually coming out with all of those DLCs available for the different consoles and PC at one time. That doesn't always necessarily happen. So um, this episode will be really interesting. It sounds like you get to play as Elizabeth. I have not had a chance to play Bioshock Infinite yet. I do have it downloaded on my PS3 as one of the PlayStation Plus free um, pieces of software that came out. I think it was last month. In January, I think it was. I can't remember if it was December or January that it was free. Um, I do have it downloaded. It is on my hard drive. I have not had a chance to play it with everything else I've been trying to get through lately. I do have it on my list to play, though, So, um, but I know Greg's going to be pretty stoked to get through this DLC. And One of the questions I had for him was I wanted to know if you actually played as Elizabeth um, during any of the actual playthrough of the game. Um, cause it's, it sounds like you don't, you, you didn't get to do that. So I'll have to wait and see maybe when he hops back online here, if, um, if you did play as Elizabeth or if this is the first time you play as her. So the next story we have in moving along with our stories of the evening, um, jumping over to an Android story, I really didn't want to talk about too, too much but I figure I better touch base on it just to say that we did. Um, Flappy Bird, I know we talked about it. God, I think it was last week. I think we mentioned it, uh, that the app had come out. I had played it a little bit. I wasn't real impressed with it. It was an okay game. I think I got up to like about 23 or 25 as a score, which isn't even that big, but considering how much we played or how much I played it, not really sweating it too much. Oh, is Uncle Greg back? Because I went to the news, but we can jump back to your picture hour. Uh, yeah, apparently ODOT heard me. So it's, did they did they hit like your your internet connection and just cut uh, you loose? Apparently so, because they're they're fucking dicks. Every single See? one. See, yeah, you hate on them, they hate right back on you, buddy. Yes, I know. Yes, yeah, so so Uncle Greg's picture. Um, I actually have two of them this week, and they're not hand drawn this time. They're actually digitized. Um, so let me do a screen share here. What are you getting professional on us? Uh, well, I w these ones I couldn't hand draw. There we go. There's one. Th these are homages to us, Joe. I was gonna say th those pics those two guys look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> think think if think what would happen if Andy Warhol were drunk and liked us. 
that's those actually that actually looks pretty good. I you gotta email me that so I can show that to Kim. Well, there's there's another one too. Um, hang on one second. Let me see if I can see here. Stop that, and then let me see if I can find where the other one is. Uh, okay, here's the second one. That's cool. I like again, that one as well. Again, not real fancy, but you know. And then that one. This is you. <laughs> That's a little too much me, even for me. <laughs> That's it. See, this is Joe. This is this is what keeps this podcast running. This is Joe. Yeah, I don't know if I've been keeping this thing running lately. <laughs> this thing's been going off the tracks, and I've just been letting it. So yeah, that's that was that was my uh, really bad picture minute. Um, Those were actually really cool. Yeah, I I don't know why I I was sitting thinking you know what can I do what can I do and I was trying to do something you know kind of satirical based off of one of the stories we had and I couldn't think of anything I was going to do something with Flappy Bird but then I was like ah fuck it and I because I couldn't think of anything so I was like the the, the, the developer of Flappy Bird said fuck it so uh, why shouldn't you. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Drop that. There we go. That should help. Okay, so. Oh, so you're going with no video? Yeah, no video. So, All right. Because I want to keep that aura of mystery after that. I need to be anonymous now. Okay. Put your Just put your hood up. I will. <laughs> yeah, so, so what are you talking about while I was gone, Joe? Um, we discussed what we – I discussed um, Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea. Um, talked about it for yes. a little bit. I knew you yes. were going to be pretty stoked about it. My one question to you was going to be, during the game, did you ever get to play as Elizabeth, or is this the first time you actually get to play as her? No, this is a very first for this one. Um, I kind of figured that. During the during the core game, uh, Elizabeth is kind of like that NPC that follows you around, except that she's not annoying. She actually helps out a lot, and she's very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, episode uh, Barrel see episode one, very short DLC. I think that's what pissed a lot of people off, including me. Um, her character was way, way different in that one. Um, I mean, she was a real smart mouth, real quick, uh, witty character, but she was, I mean, I'm not going to give away too much because you haven't played it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I told everybody I had it on my hard drive. It's one of the things I want to play. I know yeah. you were stoked for it, so. Yeah, so episode two will come out on March... 25th. 25th. Yep. Yes, and I and since I have the uh, season pass or the yeah the season pass, um, I'm all, I'm automatically grandfathered into that. So yep. as soon as I sign on to Steam, they usually let you have it like two days before or something like that. You can get the bits, uh, but you can't actually play it until the 25th. So I'll get it early, and then uh, whenever I can go live, I will be playing that immediately, and oh. I I will be hibernating during that time. Um, it's DLC. I don't think you'll be hibernating too too long. I don't know. It, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping Ken. I'm hoping Ken doesn't let us down with this one. He's saying it's going to be longer than episode one because uh, I cleared episode one in about four hours. Um, that's, not, that's not bad for DLC. So, yeah, if he comes out with something that's maybe six to eight. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. So then, as you came back, I started to talk about Flappy Bird. Um, oh, I had just said that we talked about it last week, um, and over the weekend, man, shit just went south. I yeah. actually, I had actually removed the game, the app from my phone already, because I was just tired of it. Um, 
but the developer basically put on Twitter he was going to remove the app on Sunday afternoon. He announced it on Saturday. He said, in 22 hours, I'm taking it down, and it's not going to be available anymore. People were, like, posting death threats to him and everything. I saw a bunch of people putting, you know, posting Twitter posts to him, you know, threatening him and everything. It's a game, people. It's a game. And truthfully, I'm sorry to say it's not even that good of a fucking game. Well, that's just that I didn't see the death threats that were going to him. I mean, was he, was he getting death threats because he was taking it down, or was he getting death threats because people thought it was a shitty game? I I saw the death threats went after he said he was taking it down, but I don't oh. know. I don't know a lot of the whole reason for him taking it down. Truthfully, I, I think there's a hell of a lot more to this story than has actually come out right now. There, there has to be because from all the things that were being reported, it was, oh, Flappy Bird's this wildly successful game and blah, blah, blah. It's the kind of shit we talk about on here all the time, right, where you make a one-hit wonder right. that lasts for like a week, and then it just goes, you know, benito. So, but, see, but, but there's got to be everything that – was being reported was just saying, oh, I'm taking the game down because it ruined my life. Okay, yeah. well, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, it was it was making $50,000 in ads a day, supposedly. The, the thing that really makes me think there's a hell of a lot more to this than meets the eye, the game had come out sometime last year. It's been out for, I think, close to six months or so. And then all of a sudden, it went super big, super viral, super fast. And I just, I just don't buy that. I'm wondering if some of the numbers on the stores were inflated. Um, you know, some like some of the downloads were just inflated, and some of that stuff isn't true. It'll, it'll be interesting to see some of the stories that come out of this. And well, I, I think, I think his other apps are still up on the store. That kind of thing wouldn't surprise me, right? Because when you release a game like this, well, I mean, when you release an app for a smartphone anymore that gets published through, you know, Play or the App Store, it's mostly about gaming the system rather than, you know, making a decent app in most cases. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you got to do shit like inflate, you know, artificially inflate your downloads or all this other kind of stuff, you know, and it's just ridiculous. And and like you said, it wasn't really that good of a game. I I. I didn't personally download it. I a friend of mine had, and I played it on his phone, and I was like, eh, eh whatever. And um, yeah, I mean, I played it for a little bit. I, I didn't get super addicted to it. I was like, all right, it's you're tapping on the screen trying to get through these. I was just like, okay. Yeah, I you know, and 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 he had said, you know, he it wasn't because of licensing because some people were thinking because of the pipes and everything, it looked too much like Mario Brothers. You know, and, and, and that stuff, and people were thinking, well, oh, it's because of licensing and stuff like that, and somebody was suing him, and he said, no, it's not because of any of that. Yeah. He said it basically turned into something he hated. Yeah, I mean, it, th and that could be from two perspectives, right? It could be from a creative perspective where, and I can attest to, well, I can attest to both of these. Um, it can be from a creative perspective because sometimes you'll just look at a project for so long, and then after a while you just get so damn sick of it that it becomes mm -hmm. this barnacle on your brain. And you don't even want anything to do with it anymore. You just want it to be gone completely. Like, gone in every sense of the word. Delete the code, never look at it again, all this other shit. There could also be, like we suggested earlier, there could have been hazing, I guess would be the way you would put it. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it's a, it's a game, man. Do we really need to be that aggressive about a game? Or any software, well, I shouldn't say any software, but 
just a game in, in general. It's not. It's nothing to send people death threats over, especially developers. Yeah, yeah, that I, kind of stuff. That's ridiculous, man. The whole thing just, like I said over the weekend, just went south, and I was like, wow. I mean, as I was like reading my Twitter account on Saturday and Sunday, I'm like, this is just insane. And then stories are coming out. People are putting iPhones up on eBay that are going for like $90,000 in bids, and we all know that that's false. Those are just fake bids, just like the when 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 they had the Nintendo cartridge that was on eBay a couple weeks ago and somebody bid 90000 they were like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't mean to do that. It's just like <laughs> it's it's ridiculous that, one, people can get away with that, and, two, you know all that stuff just inflated and, and is just inflated and fake. I mean, I... I'm done with it. We can move on to something else. Unless yeah, you have something else you want to say. Not really. I mean, I for for what it's worth, I, I mean, if the guy likes developing, I hope he keeps doing it. I hope this doesn't discourage him from working, oh, on, definitely, stuff definitely. working on stuff in the future. Because, dude, I mean, it, it takes some nads to make to make a game that's actually likable by people. And, and to pull it off was, was really well done. So, I mean, the guy's got skill. Just, I, I hope this doesn't keep him from doing other things in the future. All right, well, Flappy Bird, hopefully you'll live to fly another day. We'll have to wait and see, though. <laughs> what? Good job, Joe. <laughs> Way to summarize that. Flappy Bird just flapping in the breeze, yeah. you know? Kicking a bird while it's down on the ground, flapping away. This, All this right. Flappy Bird wasn't angry enough. Ooh. Oh, but see now, see now, 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 now we're gonna get sued because uh, now you're gonna, bringing, gonna come after us. There, yep, everybody's gonna be throwing throwing suits to us and everything, and we're gonna get death <laughs> threats. Oh, Good shit! I hope I get them. All right, our next story: Amazon acquires Killer Instinct developer Double Helix. Why? That's my well, question. Why? What it's been did... rumored. It's been rumored for a while that Amazon has been working on a gaming system. I mean, Amazon jumped into the tablet market a couple of years ago, and they've actually been somewhat successful. I mean, I, I bought one of the Kindle Fires when it first came out, mainly because of the price. You couldn't pass it up, as opposed to some the price of some of the other um, tablets that were out at the time. I mean, so I could, considering they have, they're probably one of the biggest sellers of games, I'm guessing. I mean, next to, like, GameStop or something like that. I mean... I've been going to Amazon lately for all my stuff. I bought my PS4 there, bought games there. The only games I've ever purchased off of Amazon have been classic games like SNES games, like physical right. cartridges. That's the only thing I've ever bought off there. Um, now, I'm one of those strange people that still prefers a traditional brick-and-mortar experience for buying certain things, so as much as we may not like them, there is a GameStop that's conveniently five blocks down the street from me. You know, if I need something, I will probably check there first before I go to Amazon. Yeah, see, I tend to check Amazon first lately. But, I don't know, I, I'm looking at this, and I hate... I, Amazon will want to hedge their bets on pro, something probably existing, right? So the, the thing that keeps popping in my mind is, well, look what happened with Ouya. Right. That was a clusterfuck shit mess. And even the ones that you can still buy today, like you can go to, to GameStop or even Walmart. I've seen them at Walmart before. Um, it, I don't know. What what could they... I, I mean... 
Considering, you you have to admit, though, considering Ouya actually made it to market and made it to these stores and sold is kind of amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't... I mean, because I thought it was going to be basically like vapor hardware, you know, just complete vaporware. I didn't even think it was going to make it, even after all the money they got from Kickstarter. I was really, really hmm. curious as to whether they would actually be able to pull off a whole design and production run of boxes, and they did. Oh, yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm not discounting the fact that they did, and, and you know, what they did manage to do was, was quite astonishing for a Kickstarter project uh, for somebody who's not an OEM, you know, but I don't understand, like, do I, do I want an Amazon box? Probably not. I guess it all depends on what it does. I mean, if they put out an Amazon box that has video and streaming to it and everything, with their but Prime, it's, with their Prime account and all the streaming that they have, that they could have that app in there, and as well as other apps. I mean, there there are there's so many. I mean, right now the set top box market, as far as it's you know, for like cord carters, I was just going to say is basically flooded right now. But maybe they feel like they have something else. Maybe they feel it's not flooded and they can make some coin on it. I don't know. I'm not buying it, dude. Uh, I'm not buying it. I, I, It'll be I, interesting to see what they actually do with this. Yeah, I mean, as with many things, we just say, hey, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. And that's what we're going to have to do here, but I, I'm not buying it in the least. I'm, I'm kind of keeping this at arm's length, kind of like I am with the uh, Oculus Rift. Uh, I, I I think the Rift and some of these VR headsets are going to be are are going to be the thing this year. I mean, I've heard I've heard that some of the newer models of the Oculus Rift are way better than the actual developer unit that they actually sold um, mm-hmm. to people. And so it's, I mean, Sony's been rumored to have some sort of VR headset that maybe maybe working on the PS4. It's if they can get. If they can get a VR headset that works with the consoles, that could be the thing that breaks it because the biggest thing with your PCs, you're going to need a high-end PC for like the Oculus Rift. You're going to need a high-end video card and a high-end PC to run it. If they can actually get something like this to work on a console, that's going to probably be in more homes and is a heck of a lot more affordable than a high-end PC. That could be the game-breaker right there, and that could be what busts it through to um, you know, more, more mainstream people. I tell you, Joe, the day I walk into my apartment and my nephew is wearing an Oculus Rift, I'm just going to hang myself. Don't say that. Don't say that because that, that could be soon. I'm going to hang myself with the Oculus Rift is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang myself with the damn cable. See, now now you're putting a timeline on the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have to start looking for I'm going to have to start put, posting on the website for our co-host, new co-host. You're going to you're gonna go, go to LinkedIn and post, I, Mike Greg died. <laughs> I need a co-host. <laughs> so I don't know. It's I've heard some good things. I mean, Double Helix sounds like they did a really good job with Killer Instinct on Killer Instinct on the Xbox One. I mean, considering that was a remake, uh, I heard some really good things about it review-wise. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they actually put out um, and what Amazon does with them. Yeah, we'll need to see it, man. Uh, like I said, I'm not buying it, but we'll see. It. But let's move on. Another story we talked about last week. My good old friend, the Dungeon Keeper. Dun, dun, dun. He's keeping a dungeon and he's pissed. So, Peter Molyneux, who actually was the original creator 
of the original Dungeon Keeper back in 97. He even said he wasn't really too... It says here in the in this article, Peter Molyneux isn't pleased with what Electronic Arts has done with series in its recently released free-to-play mobile version. And that was from a GameSpot article. I mean, so it sounds like he was even saying, you know, like, they have him quoted here saying, I felt myself turning around saying, what? This is ridiculous. I just want to make a dungeon. I don't want to schedule my schedule out of my alarm clock for six days to come back for a block to be chipped, is what he had told the BBC. And that's, I think that's awesome that he said that. I mean, if, if the original creator of the game is actually thinking that, you know, EA borked this up, yeah, and, I'm, I'm hoping EA actually listens. Right, well, they clearly didn't, because if you follow up with the sublink we have for this one, which is their, you know, crafty little response. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, their response, and I'm going to quote from the article. Actually, I'm going to quote the second one. Our intention with the mobile version was to give as many people as possible a taste of that original Dungeon Keeper experience, and for some people, that's not the way they want to revisit the franchise. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah, and that was that was another article from GameSpot. So both of our articles we found on GameSpot, and I, I think they were, you know, pretty well written. It's it it's was, it's clear from their response though that they're one hundred percent driven they don't by, care. by the profit margin. Oh, they they don't care. And and did you even read the the end part of it where basically if you're rating the game from within the app? You can only give it a five. If you get it a score of four or less, it actually takes you to a message board to send EA feedback and won't let you post it. For me to post a low a, a rating of one, I had to go to playgot.google.com, log into my account, and go find the game there and rate it that way. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to actually go to the Play Store yeah. through a browser to get yep. yeah, and that's and that's which, totally- which I did, which I did. And that's total dick move, man. That's total. That's I have never heard of a game doing that before, and the 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 fact that 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 somebody would even be ballsy enough to do that. I mean, it, is, it's EA. It, it's EA. You've got that. And okay, immediately I bit the EA turd when I bought Mass Effect Three. I I will admit that. And it's not like Mass Effect Three was horrible, but yeah, they, I, yeah. So I've had plenty of EA games over the years. I mean, I felt. I fell to SimCity. I mean, and you know, and I've bought Madden over the years and FIFA. I bought FIFA 14 on the new on the for the new PS4. All right, it's not like they. It, I guess it's not like they make all shit games, right? And it's not even like their games are shit. It's just they do really dick things. Their their business practices, I think, are extremely poor. And I think right. some of their. I don't even. I don't. I'm just so disappointed with EA over the years. And it's I mean, and it's sad because they because I mean I can remember back in the day on the Genesis man EA games yeah. were like the you had an EA game on the Genesis man and every kid on the block was like oh I've got to go over to his house and play exactly. that game man exactly and that's it's not like that anymore nowadays no. you mention EA and people just kind of laugh and be like well what game of theirs are you having a problem with because pretty much all <laughs> of them have a problem or it's just it's just sad you're a dumbass it's just sad. And, and that scares me because you know I'm actually looking forward to Sims Four. I mean they, that. That I, would, that I wouldn't. You couldn't. If they gave it to me for free, I don't even think I would fucking play it. I, and I and, and I'd like to play it, but it's just for the 
probably will avoid it just for the reason that I'm scared to see what it is they screwed up in it. You know it's going to be screwed up. Well, it's because you're going to have to fucking buy everything. Like, it's not enough to pay the $60 for the game. You have to pay $5 for every piece, you know, every damn mesh you want to download for your character. Yep. Yeah, it's all right. I'm, I'm done with EA. EA, EA, <laughs> EA's, EA's dead to me tonight. <laughs> wow, this is sounding a lot like the last two episodes where we were bitching about King, and now we've got, you know, Flappy. EA. We've got Flappy Fowl and fucking EA going everywhere. He is like uh, Fredo from The Godfather. Somebody just needs to take him out to a boat and pop him in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Put him out of their misery, dump him in the lake. Concrete shoes, baby. All right, here is an interesting story, and I know you're not a huge MMO person. I am more of the MMO person of the group here. I had played World of Warcraft back in the day, but this story I just thought was, was one you couldn't pass up. I mean... It's interesting. It was, yeah, I mean, in reading through the article, EA, act, or not EA, let's see, look, God, shoot me. Blizzard Thank actually you. gained, <laughs> Blizzard actually, <laughs> that was good. That I was good. Need, I didn't need shot, Joe. Just leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> I need the cannoli, Joe. Um, but Blizzard was actually able to gain subscribers towards the end of 2013, and surprisingly, they added 200,000 subscribers, which actually isn't that bad for an MMO that's been out nine years. No, and surprisingly, in their quarterly earnings report, they were down $4 million, so we know where that went. Yeah. Bribes. They bribed them. And I just uh, made that shit up. If you believe me right there, you're an idiot. <laughs> But it was... I mean, I played World of Warcraft when it first came out. Um, I thought it was a great game. Uh, it had come out around the time, same time around EverQuest 2 was coming out, and I played the beta for both of them. And when I, I think I played EverQuest 2 first. And the minute I logged into World of Warcraft, it just felt like something was different. I mean, I just knew that this thing was going to be as big as everybody had thought it was going to be, if not bigger. And truthfully, I think it's been actually bigger than everybody thought it was going to be. I mean, they're, I they're just, still da- they're still down from their 12 million, 12 million subscribers they had in 2010. But to be able to bump up for 200,000 people, that's... I just don't I, understand. I'll take my hats off to them. Uh, well, yeah, I just don't understand how people are still playing that fucking game. I mean, like, how much more can you possibly do? You know what I mean? With the with the expansions that they that are coming out almost yearly, um, they do a level cap, and I know I know I know the people chew through that content very quickly. Um, but and dude, how long have I had my Astron's Call subscription? Although I really haven't been playing it for the past four to four to, four to six months, I would say. Well, yeah, I mean. I guess I guess my own arguments moot because I mean Jesus Christ I still play Parasite Eve every year yeah, religiously and I, I, I mean when I, when you have a game like this that you like so much it's kind of it's like Skyrim to people it's like you you know or like Skyrim is to you that's how Warcraft <laughs> is to people and and you know what your two hundred and some hours you have in Skyrim probably isn't shit is what some of these people probably have in the World of Warcraft dude I I would take on any one of those fuckers in Skyrim. That's fine, and they'll and they'll say, you know what? I'll take you on in World War. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be more than happy to PvP your ass. We'll twitch it, and then 
we'll just go home. I'll just go. You're not even going to be involved. You're going to be like, dude, I know you're going to lose. And then I'm just... It's been so many years. World of Warcraft is a completely different game than what I played when it when it first came out. I don't even, I wouldn't even be any be of any assistance whatsoever in that whole world. And you know what? That whole argument's moot because I'm saying that like Skyrim has a PvP aspect to it, and it doesn't. If, if somebody could play as a dragon, that'd be I'd interesting. Win. I'd win. That'd be interesting. I'd win. I have I have the bend <laughs> will. I have the bend will shot. I could just I could just. Use it and then fly around on them all day. Game set and match. There are. That's how we're gonna leave that one because we're gonna move on to World of Speed. Trash talking the internet with Skyrim. <laughs> with a single player game. That's hilarious. Skyrim. Ugh. World of Speed's a new racing MMO that is coming out. It's going to be free to play. Um, there's gonna be a, several of these games coming out. Um. Ubisoft is releasing The Crew. Sony's coming out with Drive Club, which is supposed to be a launch day release on the PS4, and it was delayed. It's supposed to be coming out sometime this year. Um, Much like another game. Wink, wink. Yeah, well, that we're talking about later. I think, yeah, I think I'm talking about that later. I think I have that in the one to play now. So we'll have to, we'll have to discuss that later. Um, but I don't know. I'm a racing fan. I think I've told you this before. I like racing games. Played all the Gran Turismo's. Um, I like Forza, um, so I'm kind of interested to see which of these racing free-to-play racing games are actually going to come out on top, and which one's going to be the best the best of them. Because there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to keep up with three racing games. They make an MMO out of Mario Kart, and I'm sick. <laughs> and I no, and we've had this discussion before. It has to be the Super Nintendo version of Mario Kart, not the, yes. Not the bullshit Wii version or that stupid Nintendo sixty four version. Yeah, it's got to be the it's got to be the Super Nintendo one. They make an MMO out of that, dude. I'm set. I will officially be MMO guy. Well, then you know what? Maybe maybe you need to send Nintendo Nintendo an email because I think they need some help. So maybe maybe if you drop them that line, maybe they can get that done for you and they dude, can jump back this, jump back up. This should be a new segment of the show. Nintendo, how can we save them? You know, and then every week we just come make up with a Mario new Kart idea. MMO. We, yeah, that's good, and that's going to be the idea every week. Nintendo, just make a Mario Kart MMO, dude. Seriously. Yours truly, Greg and Joe. Sounds fair to me. Awesome. Done. I'd, I'd give it a go. I always like drinking and playing Mario Kart. <laughs> if you got to drink and drive, play Mario Kart. That's what I always say. Or drive my car. Um, but this game looks pretty cool. It sounds like they're not going to do a lot of the microtransaction. Well, they're gonna they're gonna have some microtransactions, but it's not going to be a buyer buyer way to win. And buy it, gas. Yeah, that would, that would be cool. oh, my God. Don't give anybody that fucking idea. <laughs> that's gonna be an EA game right there. <laughs> yes, that's how EA's racing game would be. That is exactly how their their racing game would be. Twenty dollars for a gallon of gas. Um, but it sounds like nothing's going to be behind a paywall or anything. I'm hoping they're going to make it more maybe like Dota 2 or like a Team Fortress 2 where most of this stuff is maybe more cosmetic than actually anything to really help you into the game. It sounds like some of the stuff they may do may help you through the game faster, but um, it sounds like you can reach the end game in the highest level without paying anything at all. So I'll have to wait and see what happens. 
Um, I don't know. I, I like I like car racing games though, so that's why I wanted to just mention this one was coming out. But what they need to do is is they need to have the merchant guy from Resident Evil Four, who just stands there. You, you, did you ever play Resident Evil Four? I'm trying to think. I think I have it on the PS3. The merchant oh, wait, guy, what? the merchant guy who keeps selling, he, he keeps going. What are you selling? What are you buying? I don't know if I ever did play four. Okay, then you know what? Fuck it. Just forget it. Forget I've I actually, said anything. I've, I've heard of that guy before, though, but I've seen Whatever. videos of that guy, so I know who you're talking about. Okay, but so I can't anyways, remember if I played four or not. So they need to have him selling the gas, right? If they have him selling the gas in the game, I will play it. There you go, EA. You're being called out to make a game like that, and although that guy is from Capcom, so I don't know if you can do that because that's a Resident Evil is a Capcom game. EA may have to license that from Capcom. Uh, so. You know, it, it, that's what we do on the show, Joe. We, we give companies ideas, and we don't want credit for them. We just want you to do them. There you go. That's, we just can't, we just want to have more fun. So just get it done, EA, you know? I want just you to do take it. my I want you to take do my it. money for the tank of gas. That's not even gonna get me six feet in a race. <laughs> All right, next story. I, I forgot that this was the actually actually the next story. Um, this is what you were hinting at. I didn't because um, I was reading the show notes, Joe. Well, I'm just flipping through the different pages of our of the stories. Your tabs Watch are dogs. Watch why why are my tabs out of order? Because they're not in line with what's in the show notes. What's wrong with you? I thought I opened them up all right. I didn't. Yeah, I did. Do I need to? We've, do talked, I need about to every, we've talked about everything right in a row here. Watch Dogs is next, and then, the, and then our breaking send, news story right at the end. Do I need to send you a remote support assistance so I can yeah. reorganize your tabs? Yeah, yeah, I think I, I, think I do need that. <laughs> That's what I do on a daily basis anyways. Uh, Watch Dogs is finally getting a date. Although not an exact date, between April and June 2014. So, so in other words, September of 2016. <laughs> Don't even say that. This game has already <laughs> been delayed. I mean, I am so stoked for this game still. I it cracks me up how this was supposed to be a launch title. Yeah, and it's like nope. Think about it. Assassin's Creed 4, dude. This would have so busted into Assassin's. I would not have played Assassin's Creed 4 had Watch Dogs come out, and I love Assassin's Creed 4, so I'm so glad that they actually did delay this, and I got to experience Assassin's Creed 4, but I can't wait for Watch Dogs. I'm really, okay, so really going looking with that, forward to this. Going, going with that logic, let's say you did get Watch Dogs, right? And keeping in line with what actually happened, my uh, brutal initiation of you into Persona, had you had Watch Dogs and then I did the whole initiation of Persona 4, would P4 still have cut into Watch Dogs? Probably, because P4 right. cut an Assassin's Creed for it. It was a great game. Well, see, that's see, my 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 logic here is that you should just give up on both of these and play P4. <laughs> I do need to finish Persona 4. This this week, though, I I don't even think I've touched Persona 4 this week because I've just been trying to do so many. I I, I haven't really had a lot of time to sit down and do one big gaming thing. So most of the stuff I've been doing is just like little. You've been little playing Flappy Bird. They're fucking, they're fucking, no, I have not been flapping this. I'll flap my bird. <laughs> You've been flapping some foul around everywhere, Joe. All right, but that's Watch Dogs, people. Let, let's hope it actually comes out. Let's hope they don't let us down. Please don't let us down, Ubisoft. Get us this game already so we can play it. I guess faster the better, but you know what? If you want to take till June, just make sure it's really damn good and let me finish some of the other games I have in my queue right now. <laughs> 
Joe, did you just say Q? This is America. It's list. List Q, whatever. I see. That's, that's that was my biggest move. I I, I don't have I don't have um. GameFly anymore, so I guess I can't say Q. Well, you have I Netflix. still have my GameFly Q. Right? Yeah, I have Netflix still. Well, they have Q there, so you're good. Yeah, but that's not that's not games. So it's still the same thing. No, I yeah I stopped my GameFly mainly because. I just had so much stuff from PlayStation Plus and so many other things that I bought and wanted to play. Renting from Gamefly was just the game I would rent would just sit there. It was I just had no time for it, so I was like, ah, "This is a waste of money right now." I did that with uh, damn Netflix, man. Like I, I only got Netflix DVDs so I could rent this one movie, uh, Master of the Flying Guillotine. I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever seen it. No, I have uh, not. Really, really bad foreign fighting movie. It was, it was made in like 1970-something, 1970 or 1980s or something like that. Um, but I love it. And that was the only reason why I got the DVD subscription. And as soon as I sent it back, I canceled it. <laughs> That's awesome. But our last story is breaking news. Yes, breaking news. Great from Sony. Not like we can't talk about Microsoft as well, but I didn't see anything from Microsoft today. No, but um, I have, we have inside contacts with Sony, right? This is where we got this from. Yes, yeah, right from their PlayStation blog. That's, that's our inside contact. <laughs> Blog.us.playstation.com. Yeah, when, that, when we see that... When we Don't see that tell RSS, anybody. When we see that RSS feed game, we know. We know somebody posted that specifically for us. So it sounds like the U.S. is finally getting the Vita Slim. Um... <laughs> But like what we were talking about before the beginning of the show, for one ninety nine, this is an awesome price for an awesome fucking bundle. It's going to come with Borderlands two, all six DLC. Well, I don't know if there's more than six DLC. It's coming with six DLC, an eight gig memory card, all for one ninety nine. That is an outstanding fucking price for the yeah. Slim Borderlands eight gig card. If I didn't have one, I would jump all over that. Yes, I was just going to say that. If you already do not have a Vita, this is a good deal for you. Because the thing to keep in mind with the Slim is that they did a couple little hacks to the hardware to conserve battery life. And one of those is that they removed that super gorgeous OLED screen with a typical LED screen. Which, having played the Vita I have now with that OLED screen, I kind of don't want one with LED. Yeah, it's supposed to be a little slimmer, a little bit lighter. It actually has a gig of memory built in, which a gig isn't much, but considering they're giving you an 8-gig card in the bundle, that's way better than the 4 gigs that came in our bundle. Yeah. Um, which I actually pulled out of mine this weekend and put my 64-gig stick in there that I had imported from fucking Japan, bitch. Ooh. Which, let me tell you, rocks. <laughs> um, Borderlands 2... I have downloaded on the PS3. I played the first Borderlands on the 360. Really, I really liked Borderlands 2. I never or Borderlands. I never finished the first one. I wouldn't mind playing the second one because I heard the second one was actually um, better than the first. So playing it on the Vita would have been cool, but I'll probably just be playing it on the PS3 since I have it there from PlayStation Plus. What you need to do is you need to play some Fallout. How many more games do you want to add to the list of games I need to play, huh? Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, how many more fucking games do you need me to play? Well, you know, now I'm getting stoked again because Fab's been posting all these pictures of him playing Fallout New Vegas yeah. on Twitter, and now I'm yeah, like, I saw okay, that. okay, Dick, now I gotta go play Fallout. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, add that to your list, Joe. I, you know what? Let me just pencil that in. There we go. It's penciled in. 
that for what June of 2016, right behind uh, the release of Watch Dogs. Pretty much. I'm telling you, man, 2016 should be the year of Watch Dogs. Go to hell. <laughs> All right, we're jumping to the next segment of the show. What I'm playing now, Greg. You have a couple things up here because you got to the document faster than I did. What do you play? Right. What did That's you play right, this past baby. week? <gasps> fill us in. Fill us in. Okay, tell so what you played. That I'm gonna tell you, Joe. I, I flapped. Some, no, I'm waiting. I, I flapped some foul around, man, and this is what did I you? came up with. Did you oh, flap yeah. a bird? <laughs> I'm flapping it, man. Okay, so this I technically haven't played it yet. So. So this should go under what I what I want to play now. Not what no, the, not what I want to, because technically I am going to be playing it as soon as it gets in the door. Okay. So I did manage to get a pre-order for the new Final Fantasy XIII game, uh, the collector's okay. edition for the PS3. I don't, did you click on that link that I put in there for what all comes in that? I don't think I did. Oh, there's a bunch of shit in there. I think you get. I mean, there's like a hardcover case, an art book. Uh, different lithos on the discs. I think there's like a watch or something like that with it too. Um, the, the collector's edition was 80 bucks with shipping. Yeah, and silver shipping. embossed pocket watch. Yeah, I mean with tax and shipping, it was like 102 dollars. Um, totally worth it. And the other cool thing with ordering that too is it enters you into a contest automatically to win a special edition PlayStation 3 that's got a litho for Final Fantasy 13 on it. Oh, cool. um, they also give you the previous two Final Fantasy 13 games, and um, there's like a shirt, there's like a uh, collared button-down shirt or something you could win. Now I've entered Square Enix contests before, and I've never won them, so I have zero hope for this thing. Um, <laughs> however, I think my chances are relatively good, considering the fact you had to have pre-ordered the collector's edition in order to be entered into the contest. So. You know, at number marginally smaller than, you know, the people that are going to buy the game. So hopefully my chances are good. Sure. Your chances are as good as anybody else's. Exactly. We'll say that. But at least I got the collector's edition, and I'm super pumped for that. But so where are you getting your PS3 from? I already got it. What? Yeah, I already got my PS3. When did this happen? This wasn't... I don't see this in the news stories anywhere. <laughs> and what, hey, dude, I don't need to announce these things. I, yeah, I didn't receive a message, a text message, a tweet, or nothing. That's, dude, I got because, a PS3. that's because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna power the damn thing on until I get this game. I, dude, I don't even know you anymore. That's right. See, now you're going on LinkedIn. I already know it, dude. You're going on LinkedIn. That's because I sent you that remote assistance. I can see that LinkedIn tab open. You're looking for new podcast hosts. I don't even know you anymore. I picked up yesterday. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. So, which which one did you get? Uh, the original model is backwards compatible. Oh, what, what size is the hard drive in it? Three twenty. Oh, somebody put a three twenty in there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I was I was pretty stoked about that. That's cool. Yeah, and I wanted the backwards compatible one because I got a bunch of PS2 games and shit that I want to play too. And I think my PS2 is about ready to puke. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, the PS2 is a Gen 1, and I've replaced that motor like six times. So we're not going to do it again. I hear you. So there's that. And then uh, go figure, more Skyrim. Of course. Yep, and I finished all the Thieves Guild quests, which 
I had never actually finished the Thieves Guild quest before in the like sixty eight thousand times I've played Skyrim. Um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a lot of them done, and I got a lot of the Assassins Guild one done. I don't think I've finished either of them though. The Dark Brotherhood ones. Yeah. Okay, so I finished the Dark Brotherhood, and I fucking love that quest line. That whole thing is just—I will say—that whole oh. storyline is just amazing. The brother, yes, so, the, yes, the that one's—I loved it. The Thieves Guild one, I feel like it had the potential to be really good, but I kind of came to it after coming off the high of the Dark Brotherhood quests. So I'm like, and, and it can't live up to it. Oh, fuck no, dude. Hell, I mean, it it was good. It was good. Um, yes. As I noted in here in these notes, uh, Mercer Frey is a total dick. <laughs> uh, killing him at the end just felt really nice, but um, yeah, I was really disappointed. I, I felt like that could have just been elaborated on so much more, and instead, it felt like it was—I mean, it felt like it was building up, and then it just got rushed all of a sudden. And I was okay. I now we're gonna go do this, 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 and this when you kind of orphaned two or three things you were talking about from the start, which is kind of not like Bethesda to do that, but that's what happened with Thieves Guild Quest, and I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, I really... Both of those I really liked. Um, I remember when I played even Elder Scrolls IV, Oblivion, um, I was into the whole Thieves Guild line in that one as well. And I really, really enjoyed it. I, I really wish that the Thieves Guild and Skyrim, uh, those quests, would have stayed sort of along the lines of the quests that you did when you first started doing them. Like where, I think the initiation quest was you had to steal a ring from a locked strong box and then pickpocket somebody but drop the ring in their pocket instead of stealing from them. And you had to do it in daylight in front of like 30 people. Mm-hmm. That was fucking hard, but it was really satisfying when you did it. And it was like the rest of the quest for the Thieves Guild were all like, I'll just run around and kill people. I, I do that every time I play Skyrim. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've probably killed off everything in Skyrim. There's nobody left except for me and like the 30 companions I have. I've killed everybody. All right, shall we move on? Yes. Am I, am I next? Yes, you're next. Go for it. So I actually got some board gaming in this weekend. Ooh. Um, the wife and I picked up a couple board games last week. Yeah, because um, you went to the comic store, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And one of them was the Walking Dead Risk, and the other is the Pathfinder adventure card game that I picked up um, that we have not had a chance to play. Um, but we did we did play some Risk. Um, Last night, hmm. or was it Saturday night? I think it was Saturday night. Now, does the th- does the theme of the game change the rules a little bit, or it's more along the lines of the science fiction risk? If you ever, I don't know if you've ever played that. Um, I think it's Risk twenty two oh twenty two oh one A D. Is that the uh, yeah twenty two ten? Risk twenty two ten A D. The rules get to be kind of similar to that one, and we actually have that Risk game. That was the Risk board game we bought. Um, but we have Risk on the PS2, the 360. Um, we have Risk on multiple consoles <laughs> over the years that we've played. Um, That's a risky household, Joe. But, <laughs> but um, the Walking Dead, it does. It, there are there are some different rules that you play. 
of course, first of all, the board's different. So they have areas that you would recognize from the show um, on the board as, you know, as different areas. You know, they have it broken down into different continent types, I guess you could say, by color and everything like that. Um, when you're playing with two-player, it's more of a survival mode than a conquest mode. So conquest okay. mode is like a normal risk-type game which is going to be like three to six people, I think it is. Um, but when you're doing two people and you're doing the survival mode, it's a little bit different because you're not really going for all-out conquest of the board. To me, it almost seems like it would be virtually impossible from the game we had the other night um, because there's just a couple of added things in that um, you do. So when the first part of your turn, the first thing you do is you flip over, depending on what what turn it is in the game, or how many, or what round it is of the game, um, and and you do play so many rounds um, where each person takes a turn, and you have these event cards that you flip over. Once you get to this particular card in the event deck, that signifies kind of like the end of the game. And what they tell you to do is they tell you to split those event cards in half, that deck in half, shuffle it up, put that card that ends the game into the bottom half of the deck, shuffle it up, and then put the other cards on top. So you know that the card that the game is going to be at least four rounds long when you're doing okay. a two-player game. It can go up to at least seven rounds, I believe. I think mine and Kim's was right around five or six. Now, um, is, is there an event card where one of you turns into a zombie? No. Dang. One of us doesn't turn into a zombie. But the second part of your turn... Um, after, or well, actually, the first part of your turn is flipping over territory cards, and based on what round it is, it tells you how many territory cards to flip over. Zombies spawn in that area. Ooh. So this makes it a very, very interesting strategy part in that normally when Kim and I are playing a risk-type game, we'll put all of our people on the front line and leave some of the territories in the back with like maybe one one you know one of our people le left on there you can't really do this in this game you really have to expand extremely slowly because if you spread yourself out too thin and during one of these um, turns where you're flipping over territories and zombies pop up if they kill your guy on a roll of one two or three that character turns into a zombie on a four, five, or six, it doesn't. So anytime wow. a zombie, anytime a zombie kills one of your people, it has a 50-50 chance of actually turning into a zombie, which basically just makes that that territory that much harder to then overtake. So in other words, you can't just put all your Rick Ashley's out front. You gotta just you gotta kind of be like easy, bro. Exactly. And I was starting to spread myself too thin, and before I knew it, most of my territories ended up getting overrun with zombies. <laughs> It was just horrible. I was sitting here, and I was like, what the hell happened? Because it <laughs> seemed like the first turn, it seemed like Kim and I were like, this is going to be easy. We're going to knock the zombies out. She had the bottom half of the board. I had the top half of the board. I go, we're going to be fighting over the center territory, which is worth the most points. It's worth, worth like 10 points. I go, this is going to be awesome. Before I knew it, every territory card we fucking flipped over was mine, and three quarters of the top half of the board ended up being zombies, and I'm slowly trying to work my way down to the <laughs> southern half of the board just to keep my ass alive. And I'm like, I, I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, what the hell happened to here? And she was like, oh my god, oh my god. She was just waiting for me to just throw the board across the room. 
Because I just you, I just kept getting just pummeled with zombies. You should have just listened to Rick Astley while you were playing it. You would have won. Well, we were we were watching The Walking Dead, and that was the problem. We were watching. Oh were, my god! They had, we they were they had um they had a marathon on, and so I was sitting there getting into all these old episodes that I haven't seen in a while, and I was like sitting there, and she's like, "It's your turn." I'm like, "Hang on, this is a good part of the show." <laughs> So that really didn't help any having that so on. You, it so, you were play, so you were playing Walking Dead Risk while watching Walking Dead? <laughs> of course. Was, was somebody wearing a Walking Dead t-shirt? No, we don't have one of those yet. Oh. We're going to have to be. We're gonna have to get one now. I was going to say, that would have been like the ultimate nerd fest right there. Yeah, but I will I will say, the game is a freaking blast. Um, I know some people, some people don't like Risk. Um, Kim and I really like Risk. Um, we really like the competitiveness. Uh, she's really good at it. She's definitely gotten way better at it over the years from when we first met. Um, and she has, she's just really competitive and playing her in Risk is just a lot of fun. And the whole Walking Dead and the zombie thing was just a really, really interesting twist to the whole, to the whole Risk type game. It was it was really neat. I, I really awesome. liked it. Awesome, so um, that was what we did the one night. Other than that, I've played um, tons of stuff on my Vita since I got that 64 gig memory card. All the PlayStation Plus that has been out for the Vita since it came out, I made sure to download because I figured I'd eventually have a Vita, and thank God I did because I just put 40 gigs of shit on that. <laughs> my Vita, <laughs> and it's um, I got a lot of stuff to even play on there that I'm probably not even going to touch for a while. I did play a couple of things. Um, Wipeout 2048 was pretty cool. I was kind of getting into that. There was a Sonic um, racing game that just came out that's almost like a Mario Kart game. That one I didn't enjoy as much as the Wipeout. I was a big fan of Wipeout, though, back on the PlayStation. Um, I don't know if you'd ever gotten into that. I really enjoyed that back on the original PlayStation. So this was this was okay. I don't want to say it was as good as the as that original game because that original game just had was was just so different when it first came out. Was it an EA title? No, it was not an EA title. I can't remember oh, okay. who made the original one. I'll, I'll have to look that up, and we'll have to talk about that next week. Um, but then over the weekend, something I didn't mention to the wife that I'll have to tell her sooner or later, um, I picked up Jazz Punk. Oh, off of Steam. I, what, I, I'm making an email to your wife right now. Yeah, go ahead. You don't even know her fucking email. <laughs> um, but I played Jazz Punk, and it's a good game. It's a very good game. It's short. It could probably be finished in about two and a half to three hours. It took me a little longer because I ran into a couple of bugs along the way. No. So the first area I was in, let's just say you're shooting at these things that drop an item, and if you stand on top of the item to pick it up, it bugs out the item and you can't pick it up. Ooh. And I guess I must have moved too close or on top of the item and bugged it, and I just was like, okay, found that on the forums, let's just restart, and we'll go ahead. I probably could have just found some other items to, or some other, I don't want to spoil it in case if you play this, so I'm trying not to say what, what I'm doing, but I could have found some other mobs or so to kill, but I was like, since it was broken and bugged, let me just, I didn't know if it would bug them all, so I just restarted because it was right at the beginning of the game. 
I was, don't worry about it, man, because I'm I'm gonna pick it up, and then I'm just gonna forget everything you said. But um, in playing through the game, it's it's a fifties fifties. It's set in like the fifties, like a spy type game, but it's like a big spoof on spies, and all of the references in the game, be it to geekdom, to computers, to just pop culture are just completely off the hook and are just hilarious. Nice. I mean, this this game had me smiling and laughing through the whole thing. I mean, just everything I read and everything I did was just, I was just sitting there just chuckling just a little bit. I mean, everything was just completely off the hook, and it's just stupid and silly. That, and kind, of, that, that kind of reminds me of that. The way you're describing it reminds me of how I felt when I picked up the AVGN Adventures game. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a very big AVGN fan. Uh, James Rolfe is actually the reason why I wanted to start doing things like podcasting because he just, I don't know, it's just something about the way he does what he does that was just like, dude, I want to do that. Um, but I love AVGN. And when I picked up that game, it's full of inside jokes related to that thing, and I just laugh my ass off the whole way through it. Exactly, and there's a lot of jokes that are in this game, and I, I, I think I made it through, and I got probably about half of the achievements, which I was actually impressed with that I got half of them. On first run? Yeah. Wow. So, um, but it was, it's definitely, I would, I would definitely pick it up. It's on sale on Steam, I think for the first week. I think it was like 20% off, so that's, that was one of the reasons why I grabbed it. Um, rather than wait for a Steam sale. When they, when, they, when it was 20% off, I was like, I'm just going to grab this now because I just want to play this, and I'm going to maybe try to write... Considering it's a short, short game, I'll probably just write a very, very small review on it. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's... One of the things that extended my playthrough of the game was towards the end of the game when I tried to alt-tab out and then couldn't get back into the game. And I hadn't saved lately. So when I did get back into the game and try to go back to one of my saves, it had bugged the one of the final mob type things, uh, and I basically had to just restart that whole last chapter. Oh, so that put me behind because I tried to do it three or four times, and finally I just figured this is completely bugged out, and just restarted the chapter because I tried to go off of this off of a couple of different uh, off of a save I did have, and I tried to do it three or four times a couple of different ways. That finally wasn't working, so there was a one part of the game I must have done five or six times, and that six times I was just sitting there almost ready to just throw my monitor out the window because I was like, I just want to get the ending already. <laughs> Once I got to the ending, I was happy and stuff. Um, like I said, it is short, but all of the references that it makes to everything that we like, computers and everything, and Everything in the game, pop culture was just so incredible. Hmm. I mean, and just, and like I said, just so silly. I mean, things that, you know, it reminded me of, like, the old airplane movies and things like that. Stuff that just is just silly and just makes you laugh and you just enjoy, so. I am going to have to pick that up, man. Yeah. The other thing I played a little bit of this week was Outlast. I don't think I talked about that last week. I think I just downloaded it. And that's that horror game on the PS4, and I will say that that game looks outstanding on the PS4. And when you play that at night in a dark room, my wife's even jumped. My wife's even jumped a couple of times. I haven't got to play. I want to play that game, though, because I I think I said this last week when we were talking about it. I want a good game that's going to, like, make me piss myself. 
this this could possibly be the game to do that because there were a couple of times when we were I was sitting there playing it, and I was like, I don't want to. I I I'm like in a hall and in a room trying to peek out into the hallway, and I see somebody move, move going into another room down the hallway, and I'm like, I don't I don't want to go down there. Like, I I do not want to go down this fucking hallway because I don't want to. I just don't because I don't want to run into that guy that I just saw running there because that just looked fucked up. Oh man. So it was, yeah, it's, it was funny. The first time she jumped, she goes, I can't believe this game just made me jump. She goes, I didn't think that was possible. She goes, I've never jumped on a game before like this before. She goes, that was awesome. just crazy. So that's awesome. Yes. It was, it's, it's one play at night is the only time to play this. If you're playing it on the PC with headphones would probably even submerge you even more into the whole environment. So well, here, yeah, see, here's the problem with that is I, a, I have noise canceling headphones, right? So right now I cannot hear anything other than you. Mm-hmm. I, maybe myself. I've gotten used to talking with them on, so I can I can sort of tell. But um, yeah, when I'm playing a game with these on, man, I, it's you hear everything with yeah. these headphones, everything. And I'm scared that if I play that game with my headphones, I'm gonna jump and yank my headphone cable out or something. That's what. Just make sure you're recording this and it's up on Twitch so we can see that. Oh my god! But yeah, that, that's I, a, that's, a, that's a pretty scream, good game. I'm gonna scream like a little girl. How much is it going for? I it was free on PlayStation Four with PlayStation Plus, but I picked it up a while ago during one of the Steam sales, I think, and I can't remember what I got it for. But I, I actually can, do. I actually do have it on Steam. I have to get it. So I have to get it on Steam though. But yeah, on the PS4, playing it on the big TV, it's just wow. It's just it's just. Completely off the hook. So, all right, we're on the final section, and we're doing pretty good on time. We are just about on time. Dun, dun, dun. So what I want to play now, I want to play my Pathfinder card game that I picked up last week. Um, I still have a couple more pages of the instructions to read, and then Kim and I are going to give that a shot, I think, either one night this week or this weekend, probably more this weekend, because usually the evenings we don't have enough time to play. Um, and then I want to play Watch Dogs still. So gimme, 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 gimme my watchdogs, damn it. What about you? You got anything you want to play? Yeah, I didn't add it to the list. Uh, obviously, I want to play uh, Lightning Returns. Of course. Uh, when that gets here, because I... I, I dude, it, there's one thing I've always wanted to do in a lot of these newer Final Fantasy games, and that's the ability to customize the way the characters look. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave you that in the new Final Fantasy 13 game. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, like, she, you can... Uh, different classes will make Lightning look different ways, obviously. Like, she gets different clothes per class. Um, but you can customize every, literally almost every article of clothing on those classes. You can change the... It's primarily color adjustments, but um, just doing that little bit alone makes the game all that more interesting. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that adds a whole different level of immersion. Right, you, can, you can make her look however... I mean, she's clearly got the same clothes on, but you can color those and make, make her look how you want her to, you know, right. and, it, and that's going to make it all the more better. The interesting thing about that game, though, is you only play as Lightning. There's no second-party character or anything. It's just strictly her. Oh, wow. That's yeah. different. Yeah, so that's, that's going to make the game really interesting. Um, so we're going to want to play that. Um... There's going to be some more Skyrim in there. I'm, I'm probably going to download, what was it, Outlast? 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to download that because I'm, I I want to piss my pants. And, um, yeah, so so those are my three. Lightning Returns, uh, cool. Skyrim, and uh, Outlast. Sounds good. And I think we are right about time to just end the podcast because we're right at 107, an hour yes. and seven minutes, which is what we're normally at. Yes. Although last week, last week, I think we went over a little bit. Yeah. Before we go out, um, I did make an audio bumper for uh, Uncle Greg's uh, Picture Minute. Uh-oh. Uh, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't, uh, I think it's up on SoundCloud right now. Okay. Um, cause I don't think Google Hangouts will let me inject audio just from like a random stream. Yeah. I don't know if you could or not. You'd have to put your microphone up to your speakers or something if you wanted to play it. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I, don't, know, I don't know how you would be able to do that. I mean, there's, I mean, the only thing I could do would be to put my, my headphones up to my microphone and play it. There might be a way to do it in Google Hangouts. I don't. Yeah, um, but I will put that in starting uh, with episode twelve. Yeah, starting with this one, I will start using that audio bumper. All right. So, which, yeah, um, it's pretty cool. It's, I can't it, wait to hear it. It's a think think me. If I were consumed by a Terminator with echo effects, uh, I really can't wait to hear this. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what it is. Wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> on that note, we're ending the show. Where can we be found? You can find us on Gmail. What I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. What I'm playing now. Drop the G. Um, hit our website www.whatimplayingnow.com. Um, I am going to write up a review for Jazz Punk this week and put some other things on the website and try to start putting some more things on the website on a more steady basis than what I have been. We're going to try to get things up and going here. So, Other than that, Greg, I think everybody just needs to go play some games and let us know what you're playing now. Yeah, and let us oh, also let us know if there's any gaming conventions that you're going to be going to too, because we're going to be looking at them. So definitely, that's a good idea. I'm going to be at PAX East, I think, this year. Yeah, and I've I'm still talking to the uh, gentleman who organizes the Tech Mobile tournaments. Cool. So we got that in the works, and I'm sure there's a couple other ones that are running around here. I'm I'm looking for local ones right now because uh, I'm yeah. not I'm not going to be able to go to PAX. Um, I missed that ticket deadline by a significant margin, um, <laughs> which I was really, really pissed about. But, um, yeah, local game conventions or gaming tournaments or anything like that, I would really be interested in going out and covering live footage with those, like actually, you know, taking a clip mic and, and a cam out and, you know, doing live coverage and interviews and stuff like that. So, you know, if you know of some ones that are in the area or um, know some people that are looking for some coverage or anything like that, hit us up, let us know. Um, so I'm, And I'm looking. So that's, cool. that's all there is to it. Sounds good. All right. We are calling this one done. Have a we're good week, everybody. We're flapping out of here. There you go.